Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hello again. Thank you for tuning in to Talk Cosmos with all our weekly conversations, awakening your authentic self, empowering soul growth. Today is August 24th. No, it's July 24th. I don't know why I put August. Uh, you know, sometimes the calendar goes like a, like a wheel backwards. And perhaps it's been potent. We have a potent energy coming up. So I'll credit that. But it is July 24th. And our topic is transcendence of ego authenticity. And we'll have the panel archetypal symbols. It's relating to the new moon in Leo, which is only a few days from now on the 28th. That's when the both luminaries are exact same degree. The moon is blocking that light. And those new moons represent a time for affirming a personal start of intentions. And then Leo being the manifestation of actualization, which really refers to one of our Sabian symbols at the nation's MC, is a perfect time to really listen up to your own self and do a vision board, do intentions. And I hope our talk today will really give you insights. Let's figure out what Sabian symbols are. Sabian symbols are just like our name, archetypal symbols. And first created in 1925 with Elsie Wheeler. She's a clairvoyant that the astrologer Mark Edmund Jones collaborated with. And she created for every one of the 360 degrees throughout the 12 zodiac signs. You know, there's 30 degrees in each of the 12 signs that equals 360 that they, this image represents a spiritual essence and it offers an expression of energies. So many others have interpreted them since 1925. However, we're predominantly using, along with Mark Edmund, Edmund Jones, from the grand, great astrologer, Dane Ruchar, his version in his book called Mandala. So if you have any questions throughout this hour, please use chat. We will make Notice it, read your question, and do our best to answer it. However, if they're personal questions, go to the website, Talk Cosmos. In the guest bio form, you can find, well, you can contact any of us, and we'll be glad to provide that, you know, consultation with you. There's always fees involved. And however, if you would like a live mini transit reading, then Kaleidoscope, Visions, which is another panel once a month, we're currently doing a small mini reading related to the transits. And in that case, go to Talk Cosmos again and contact us. Okay, so thank you very much. And we are now ready for 
archetypal visions. The symbols. Synthesizing the current archetypal new moon energies through weaving symbol systems, such as Sabian symbols, numerology, Mayan novel energy days, or even tarot, connecting to the astrological data and concepts for planets and cosmos, this is your Archetypal Symbols panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founder of Talk Cosmos, an electric evolutionary astrologer, consultant, certified color energy life coach, vice president of the Washington State Astrological Association, member of Kepler Astrology Toastmaster Club, of a Dwarf Planet University diploma and AA with music degree. I love mythology, philosophizing, collaboration. I'm an artist, writer, a perpetual student of life. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor, providing nurturing, in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life, to clarify your current circumstances and help you find your best path forward. And I'm Justin Crockett-Helsey, an archetypal astrologer, teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology. And I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist and essential oil specialist and an herbalist. And I offer remedial modalities of plants for psychological life issues to empower clients with compassionate healing. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. It's always inspiring. Hi, Justin, and hi, Liz. I sure like your bios. I really, they're great. I, I center in on each one. And today is the gift. And that's really what this new moon is five degrees. 39 minutes, it's an early, you know, of the 30 degrees new moon in Leo on the 28th. And for the Eastern time zone, it's going to be at 155 in the afternoon. So we, our chart will be centered on the back East because we're a nation, right? Okay. So, uh, here we have this chart, and I think the, we'll begin, of course, with the new moon, which they're unified at 538 or 39. I, I've seen both, actually. So maybe we should go with the numerology first. I know you both, we all do. Let's look at it that way. Liz, you want to kick it off? Sure. So the number of five to me represents change and as we talk more and more about this chart we'll um, certainly be talking about change that's for sure <laughs> yeah and Justin you want to add about six because it will be also the Sabian about six how does six fit into this well well I agree you know if you read any a numerology book it, the five represents change and the point three eight three eight combination brings in a um uh, creativity 
creativity and and being you know being that it's change with creativity and of course six represents adjusting to those changes and responsibility oh my goodness right off the get-go this is going to be more elaborated as we go on all right let's do the sabians and liz if you want i mean we can all read them but at this moment i think if you start and then how would you okay so we're going to start with the degree before of like you know as we're moving into this so for leo is a formerly Dressed elderly man stands near trophies he brought back from a hunting expedition. So it's like the masculine's will to conquer his animal nature and impress his peers with his skill in performing an ancient tradition. And and, and with each one, because to to explain to people yes we are there's a sabian which is always rounded off at the next number but it's like linda hill also does the the before the during and then the quest as she calls it the one ahead so it, from what i read it was really a social it's really concerned with the social level that's where it's really coming out of and because it is the new moon, maybe we should elaborate a little bit. Justin, do you have some thoughts on? You always have great. Well, thoughts. no, I think there's a, there, uh, and Liz, there's more to that, right? Where he talks about it, it's about uh, sort of the concept of um, proving oneself. Isn't that correct? Yeah, and it's like a ritual. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. showing his, his how powerful he is, which has been the arc uh, the legacy of humanity you know we have uh, many accomplishments and it's sort of a stat a society changes but right now it is quite involved with status of what's been accomplished so this is a fascinating glimpse on where we've come from so go ahead liz i mean and when i say this of course if somebody wants to jump in and explain a little bit more i welcome it but five Leo, it's a rock formations towering over a deep canyon, which we need to humble ourselves. Here I read it. <laughs> That's all right. I'm going to mute myself because I'm going to cough. <laughs> well, okay. you know, really the Dane Runyard, this is a really about um, when we talk about Leo and the whole aspect of Leo that represents ego. It's the, the sign of where we're working on ego. This one, it, it speaks to Dame Rudyard, talks about impersonality. So here we've got the hunter. He's trying to prove himself. But we're also de dealing with another aspect of the personality, the ego here, of the impersonality, almost like a Pluto and Leo. That is really... Let's go to six because it is a growth here. So, in other words, we've gone from the social. Now we're looking at well, where do we fit into all this? Possibly because it's our ego, as you say, and and needing to see from what I gather that it's not just about us, but the whole. Ideally, going to nature, understanding that we need to be humble in the face of the greater than thyself if you might think of that, but maybe six really helps us where the direction's going. Yeah. I think well, it says that. Yeah. Yeah. And five was talking about the long cycles of planetary evolution. So it's like change. It's like, it's not going to happen at a 
a pinpoint. It's going to take time. Mm -hmm. So the six is a conservative old fashioned lady is confronted by a hippie girl. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was a a sweet, Um, but it's like the need to transcend, transcend our um, subservience to fashion and the moral morales and the clothing. So it's like just a different. And so that also is talking about change. Social values, really. It goes into, from what I understand, that's a very deep reevaluation, which is coming from the rock, really. Like, what's the real evaluations? That yeah, the permanent. Mm-hmm. The Go part ahead. there that I, the key word that really jumps out to me is of subservience to, because I think it's it's asking us, you know, from an individual standpoint to the collective. It's because he talks about the relativity of social values. It's it's kind of you know, are we going to be subservient to how other people think and and believe? And so there's sort of a a question about subservience. I think that's a key word there. It's really very excellent because there is this with other energies, as we know, with Pluto deconditioning in Capricorn. That's just astrologically a huge energy that we're coping with and then again this really speaks in about transcendence so really this is one of the crucial elements of transcending from what you're mentioning yeah being subservient like what's my values yes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and with the sun and the moon high in the chart there it's in the ninth house and close to the midheaven you know it's you know in really out there it's like very visible we're all doing it together yep yeah that's complex it's really quite the mix it's like it reminds me of baking a cake and some recipes say keep mixing till it it gets very fine and others know just when it's lumpy and moist and then you bake it right (laughs) so i'm not sure which we are well in that case let's do the angles because the angles in their fixed angles and I think both of you, right off the bat, Justin, you had some great thoughts about angles of how they. Um, n- well, no, no, no. I was just, I was just, I was going to mention about the midheaven or the MC. Same thing oh, is that that you know I find that when we have the sun or the moon um, on the midheaven. This is almost like a rocket. This is a much more powerful new moon and that it adds almost an ambition behind the intention. You know, that's all I was going to say about that. But I think Liz was going to uh, possibly go over the Sabian symbol for the, the ascendant, right, Liz? Yeah, I, I think if I may just interject and I'll try to tie in what it was because we chat a little bit ahead and there's comments and some of them are really pertinent. And I'm just saying it was like really that the angles provide a overall with the chart in this case, like with Sabians, like a light or a, I forget how you expressed it. I can't see. Well, That's it's what I was for. the fixed angles and we have a fixed grand cross in this chart. So anything near the angles is, you know, very powerful. So this transcendence and change is, um, you know, going to be a powerful active, but they're all square to each other. So there could be some resistance of like, how do I, you know, make this change? But it's like, you know, take your time, breathe 
And, <laughs> you know, when you're ready, take a small step forward and you might even take one or two steps forward and then stop and maybe even take one back. But it's a process that's going to, you know, it's like really encouraging us to make those changes. I remember what, what uh, Sue's talking about. And so that oh, good. <laughs> on the, on the ascendant, um, what's unique in this chart is that, um, the first uh, planetoid, the rise here in this chart is Hygieia. And it's it's right there. And of course, the part of fortune is right there along with the south node, all in Scorpio. And so it's it's really a deep, intense energy, dark at some points too, but very much a physical, emotional healing energy on this one angle of the ascendant with Hygieia rising first. Yeah, I, as the thought that you shared too was is that Hygieia is asking for the the health one might say because it represents right. health, but of that energy because Scorpio is such an intense agreement between persons or energies exchanging resources for for power of the self. I mean, it's a positive for life. And if it isn't working, if one's person, because it is the ascendant, that direction that we use with our personality, if we're not receiving the support that's empowering us, we feel powerless. And that can become very destructive. Or dis So the antidote really is, I think, a lot in this chart that's showing joy. I think that's going to be right. a theme. Oh, yeah. And because, it, you know, that's that part of fortune is actually the exact degrees of the ascendant. And if a person has part of fortune in Scorpio, their their happiness is through transformation, again, or transcendence. But it's it's got a it, there's a power element with it. That's that's for sure. And and so, yeah, it's about thinking more positively uh, emotionally. Oh, good. Well, then let's jump to our MC where the sun shines. But and I, I, oh, I think Liz was going to read the Sabian symbols for this. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's, we'll do okay, that. Okay. I'll do that in one second. But I wanted to say that for those that don't know, the fixed signs are Leo, Scorpio, Aquarius, and Taurus, because we talked about the fixed signs and some might not know. Okay. Yeah. So for the ascendant, um, the ascendant is. Uh, eight Scorpio. So we're going to back up one to seven Scorpio, the deep sea divers. Um, and they're exploring hidden depths. And I remember when I would um, scuba dive, it, it just seemed like a different reality, a different world, but it was like so wonderful to observe the fish, the turtles, um, the reef, um, the beautiful colors, the rays, the lobsters and everything. It was just amazing to see what's there. Cause it's like, unless you go on a glass bottom boat, you don't even think about it most of the time. It is a yeah. transcendence also of a certain energy. It's yeah. I think Dan Dane Rudyard talked about that. This, this is about depth realization. So being that it's in Scorpio, there's this deep, deep, intense energy. And of course, the one before that, which was Igea, is speaks to a gold rush. So there's the archetypal symbols. So there's sort of this deep searching and, and intensity that's all coming together towards transcendence or transformation. And I love that imagery, Liz, to comment on your 
deep sea, uh, 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 deep sea diving, because it is an entirely different world. Meaning that if we do go within and find those parts of ourselves, there is a beautiful world. Is what you're. Uh, yes, and with the Sabian symbol six. Scorpio, the gold rush, it's about new values on all levels because people were seeking to improve their their lives, their wealth, all, all of it. So it's really amazing how it goes together. And if to just that to me also reminds on a grand scale because the gold rush, you know, it's a physical thing, although gold light is another issue but here it's a gold rush and we know that that was up to the Yukon and whatnot in Alaska so what I'm getting at is this material and I think again and again we're at that point in life in 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 the cosmic world where we're incorporating the spirituality again whether it's through the nature we're recognizing the greater energies blah 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 so I'm just realizing that's uh, um of new values at any level. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. And then eight Scorpio, a calm lake bathed in moonlight. Um, and to me, that's being quiet. And, and Rujard talks about, you know, to be open to the higher consciousness, the higher inspirations. To see those fish inside the <laughs> deep sea diving, yeah. Well, I wasn't deep sea diving. I was scuba shark. diving because deep sea diving is diving really deep. My but... husband was a deep sea diver. That's where I'm kind of mm. jumping. But yeah, but scuba diving, that's still under the water and a tank and everything else. Exactly. And then nine Scorpio is a dentist at work, overcoming the negative results of social practices. So yeah. there's like some work involved. So to me, this chart is also talking about that um, there's work to uh, accomplish. It's like you put in the hard work and you reap the rewards. Um, this chart shape is a locomotive. So locomotive also means you put in the hard work and you reap the rewards. So it's like it's mm -hmm. repeating something in a different spot of the chart. So I love yeah. it when it does that. I, and I think, you know, I think he, he talks a little bit about this. Dan Rudyard talks about the purification of ego consciousness and this, you know, and, and, and I think the, for the audience to put this in a bigger, bigger picture, you know, we got the sun and the moon and saying, okay, here's what, where we're going, but the ascendant is sort of, here's what's coming up over the constellation and, and telling us about the whole story as the new moon's happening. So the ascendant, this whole, um, archetypal story towards change and transformation is kind of where we're leaping off from, I think, you know. That's what I want. Thank you, Justin. That was telling the stories. You said the angles tell the stories. Okay, we're back <laughs> home again. All right, let's, we're ready, I think, for the MC. Midheaven, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, 14 Leo, a human soul seeking opportunities for outward manifestation. Um, to me, that speaks of self-actualization. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yearning for it, that transpersonal. Yep. So we're, and at the, at the midheaven, thank you for, that would be how we project into the social world, the 10th house. So it's, yeah. uh, so what's 15? 
please. A pageant with its spectacular floats moves along a street with cheering people. Um, more or less a sensational release of energies in a form of dramatizing the unconscious aspirations. And it's primitive and instinctual in nature. So he does he use the word uh, demonstration on this, right, Liz? I think um, it's one of the key words is demonstration is the key word on that. Yeah, I think so. I, I just yeah. didn't put it in my notes, but I think yeah. so, yes. It almost sounds like to me like this is, is saying it, things have to be acted out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then 16, Leo, is the storm ended. All nature rejoices in brilliant sunshine. And so it's like the surge of life after a major crisis. Yeah. So it, that just tells me everything's going to be okay at the end of the day, you know? <laughs> yes. Like Dane has said, we may be battered, but unconquered, our soul, our, our, our consciousness, that's it. So there's a path of uh, transformation. It's like that, yes, because we have to let go of whole parts that we hadn't necessarily planned, but that's the process. Yeah. I mean, we, if we knew what transformation was, sometimes we know we have, and that's what we're doing with the new moon. We're, we're actualizing that vision. So these are the steps. Right. Yeah. And new moons are about putting out your, your new wishes and desires. It's time to, yep. you know, you know, maybe be getting ready to start a new project or start something new. And I always, I always love the Leo one because that's so related to creativity. Yes. You know? Yeah. All the dreams, all the actions. It's like this is really the seed point to one of the seed points. There's you can look at the many of for different purposes. All right. Shall we go to the IC? That's a very strong or the descendant, the um, the Amun Kochaleli. Oh, we have to break. My goodness. Thank you. Uh, let's remind our audience that this is archetypal symbols and we look at the new moon through the visions of the symbols of the Sabian symbols, their imagery. It's, it's another guide to give some insight of the directions the, that we're incorporating. Life is not just bread and potatoes. It's, <laughs> it's got that light force coming in and i am with justin crockett elsie and elizabeth liz muchette and it, it so we'll be right back and if you want to chat just send us a note we'll be glad to hear from you thank you very much While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the Lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. 
Most people go through the motions of living but are actually only existing. At some point, when the feeling of exhaustion or emptiness is loud enough, questions begin to arise. How do I begin to find my way back to myself? Who am I? How do I heal? These questions are crossroad points in a person's life. Come reset, relax, and rejuvenate to your best self on August 23rd and 24th. Start your journey of healing at this two-day virtual event focused on working with fear. Immerse yourself in meditation, color therapy, astrology, and much more. Presented by Padma Life Coaching with Marie O'Neill. You will receive items to support your energetic journey. Our practitioners are waiting to work with you. To learn more and to register, go to virtualhealingretreat.eventbrite.com. Don't wait. Register now. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to the Ananda Institute of Living Yoga, we cover the world of animals. This week, July 31st, it's an encore presentation. Join us to hear my last teaching edition with Walter Stoffel, author of Lance, A Spirit Unbroken. Lots of great specific information to help you solve all the problems you're having with your dog friends. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. Hi again, this is Archetypal Symbols, July 24th, and I'm with, again, Elizabeth Liz Mouchette and Justin Crockett Elsie, and I'm Sue Rose Minahan. This is Talk Cosmos. So this was very good timing, actually, because looking at it, there is a potent grand square in this chart, meaning there's a lot of tension between the angles as it happens, or in those... Uh, so with that energy, I think, and and looking at it, I was just looking at the chart, the fact that, okay, it, going back to the beginning, Liz, you had mentioned that it's a locomotive, you know, there's these patterns that Mark Edmund Jones, who also did the clairvoyance, well, with, with Elsie did the Sabian symbols, he did patterns. And there's several chart patterns. A locomotive is where there's a gap. I think it's at least like, it's three-fourths of the chart, essentially. And it has a beginning planet and ends with the final planet. And it's a kind of a system of looking at the beginning and end. And in this case, I believe it would open with Pluto and wonderful at its tail end of Capricorn that is also conjuncting all year our natal U.S. Pluto. So at different pivotal points, that's a 
another panel that we have. So check the next one on December 11th. But in this case, it begins in this transformation. Talk about transcendence. And then and in the third house for the nation. And then it concludes in the 10th house, which with our thoughts and in Leo. So, but in the meantime, it's in this other pivotal square of an energy that's happening at the end of the month on the 31st. And then it'll involve three planets, actually two planets and the node, the North node, our karmic destiny that we're heading to, that we're trying to integrate our shadows that we talked about with the ascendant of, oh, digging into that ocean of our, or the underground of our internal to, to, to renew our agreements and, and find life and empowerment. So here it's with other people. It's those planets would be Mars in Taurus, Uranus in Taurus and the North node in Taurus. They're all going to be 18 degrees, August 1st. And on the 31st, exactly Uranus with the North Node, which is often suggested through or defined or claimed, really changes astrology in some way in the future. So let's hope Sabians have some insights with bringing in the <laughs> spiritual, right? So that's been a basket to say, but essentially, rather than just the angles, finishing let's go to saturn because saturn can i, can, can I say ahead. something yeah could we do the we were going to do the saving symbols from this the the nodes next we were talking okay. about that because Perfect. the the south node because you brought it up and i wanted to before we moved on to saturn uh talk about those those nodes because that's kind of where you know we're in the sign of scorpio and taurus this year which is a sign of resources spirituality loss you know transformation on one end and materialism and accumulation on the other end right and 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 they're very powerful the saving symbols if, uh, with these that really kind of give us a couple of techniques into how we can work through this change that we're going through oh, um yeah and, and i remember I we were talking teamwork. before about the south no no node. no this is yeah this is great go yeah go ahead uh, okay, and I'm going to start at 20 Scorpio because the nodes go backwards. So we go backwards with the, the numbers. Um, so 20 Scorpio, a woman draws away two dark curtains, closing the entrance to a sacred pathway. So it's like um, dualistic knowledge lies in the human consciousness. And it's beyond, I think, that right. was too revealing by opening up those Car, uh, curtains, which do list. It, that's a huge theme in life. We're always trying to unify, but the reality is we have sunshine, so we have shade, and we there is duality, but it doesn't mean they're separate. It's very exactly. potent. And then 19 Scorpio, a parrot repeats a conversation he has overheard. Um, the capacity to, tra to transmit transcendental knowledge. Yes. So I thought that was really interesting. Justin, yeah, you've I, got. Go ahead. No, I was. I was going to say. You know. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say. You know. I've always found these two degrees in Scorpio very, very 
psychic, very deep, spiritual, outward, uh, outworldly, unconscious energy to where this change that we're going through is really, really deep and spiritual, you know, um, and, and one can connect with one's higher consciousness at this particular period of time easier, probably, you know, it's going through the transformation. Yeah, I liked what you had also said earlier that a channel, it, it, because capacity to transmit transcendental, which is it's all about transcending again and again throughout all these themes in this chart, but as we channel. And I often think that people think channeling is oh, remote. Somebody else is channeling. But really, if one has a creative input uh, you know, it's a personal relationship with our own spirit that we may not channel for. It, it's There's different capacities of channeling, but it's a very astute. I liked that. Yeah. Definition. And then 18 Scorpio is a path through the woods, brilliant with multicolored splendor. Exalted feelings of a work well done. So it's like, you know, it's like there's a reward. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying before, at the end of the day, everything's going to be okay, you know? <laughs> Light at the end of the tunnel, I think you had said. I like, I always yeah. like that. Very yeah. good. So we going through that debris. There's potential. This is good. It's part of our personality. It's sitting on the ascendant, all that south node in us, our first house. So it's like get ready and excavate is the point but since we're doing the nodes shall we go to the north node and i really appreciate your oh, i just love this team anyway yeah we can so yeah yeah that's the other so, end of it <laughs> yeah let's find the balance where are we going so 20 taurus is the wisp of wing-like clouds streaming across the sky an awareness of spiritual forces at work. Well, that's what we were just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then 19 Taurus, a new continent rising out of the ocean, a surge of new potential potentiality. Yeah. And After then, the crisis. Yeah. yeah. And then 18 Taurus, a woman is airing out her old bag through the win open window of her room and the cleansing of the ego consciousness. So that's the quest that Linda Hill talks about, just to remind people that, you know, it was the, where it came out of, just because there's always a cycle of three, you know, before, during, after. So this is a potential. Again, there is a cleansing. And, yes. and you know, I don't, I don't know if you've all seen it, but I've seen it with clients charts, especially right now, wherever these nodes are transiting that, you know, because these are the houses of resources, right? The, are the signs of resources that wherever those are showing up in the chart for people, there's a focus on resources and, you know, with that volatility, which I know we're going to talk about here in a minute in Taurus, it's bringing new opportunities for new financial stuff, but also change of resources, whether we're selling, buying, um, you know, getting rid of stuff or, or gaining, you know. So that's where I've seen it play out individually in people's lives. Well, this is pretty 
pertinent because the nodes are not acting alone. What's really strong in this particular chart, as we can all see for those that can, for the nation this is, that in our seventh house of others, and that's where the north node is residing. So in other words, it's going to be through that interaction with others, which is always a reflection of ourself. If we can remember, as my sister has said, you point a finger and three are pointing back, right? <laughs> so, but along is this powerful, first of all, on the 31st will be Uranus at 18 degrees. I think it's 44 possibly with the north node and then but we're feeling it right now they're so close and then mars the next day so that's like a firecracker you know mars the action and uranus the sudden awakener of unexpected lightning bolt change that is there to be found that inspiration yeah so um do you want to um do mars Next no, let's to... do Uranus because that's okay. going to be the first one. And it's going to be, in this chart, it's at 1837, but 18, good enough. We're, yeah, go ahead with the 17. Thank you, Liz. Okay, a symbolic battle between the swords and the torches. Wow. Um, a refusing to depend on upon the past. The seeker turns warrior, fighting anew the eternal great war. Which in its best light is an eternal battle. I mean, there's all kinds of, 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 of hero, hero, heroine uh, journeys. And that's really what we're looking at. We're not looking upon oh. a new crusade across the world or anything like that. Yes. Symbolic and, battle. Yeah. And, and I love how you just said there, symbolic battle. Because let me give you an example. I just just had a client who actually has this happening, this, this Taurus energy uh, in her eighth house. She just got a new job. <laughs> and so, you know, when you talk about this symbolic battle, you know, say the past job doesn't work anymore. I need to do something different. It's a decision. I, I see it also, also as a decision happening here, you know, is that constant life battle we have, right? And what I love, thank you, is that it illustrates the locomotive. It begins with transformative going into the underworld of our of ourself in in with Pluto in Capricorn, which in this chart, regardless of where it is in your chart, that's the energy that we're purging. Like you say, it didn't work. So just like the ascendant, we gotta like find the new growth. And it ends in Mercury for that creative thought communication process. So that's really telling. Okay, Liz, I think we're ready for, let's well, see. And the next uh -huh. one would have been the ones that we read for the node already. So I don't think I need to repeat those ones. So I could go to Mars. Well, let's just kind of remind people if it's Uranus, because this is like a double signature, not to elaborate too mm. much, but we're coming out of this symbolic battle between swords and torches. We're letting go of the past. And we're going to defend and get our new business going. And in 18, it's that old, um, airing out the bag in the open window. So we're cleansing that process of ego consciousness. And then where we're, it's really heading is that new continent. So there is, there is light. Okay. 
now I'm ready. Okay. I, and, I was, and I was going to just say one other thing, you know, whenever you have that conjunction of Mars Uranus energy, Mars, which is our drive, our mojo action, along with the, the Uranus, the rebel and revolution change is going to happen no matter whether we want it to or not, but it's definitely, I think Mars is, uh, helped by Uranus being there, you know, that's a powerful yeah. conjunction. It is. And in Taurus, that has everything to do about values, has everything to do about resources, has everything to do about beauty. I mean, Venus rules it and it has both Taurus and Libra, but this is Taurus. So it's our self-reliance. How can we find that greater self to nurture? You know, Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you use the word self-reliance because I actually I had another client who is just uh, making some changes to her retirement at this time. So, I mean, it's sort of that, I, you know, how we're having to kind of look towards the future, towards our safety and security. And this is giving us an opportunity to set down some more reliance, you know, and, and safety, security, those Taurus themes um, for the future, you know. Yes. Well, in making choices of like some people really like that they got to work from home and other ones are like, no, I don't like this at all. I need to I'm more social. I need to be around more people. And so, um, you know, some people are moving to a different job because they've been ordered back to work in the office. And some people are like, I need to find a job where I can work in the office or live in a community where there's more socialization. Yeah, I think it potentially there could be more migration in different ways that way. Yep. Mars. And so for Mars, 14 degrees Taurus, on the beach, children play with shellfish while the shellfish grope at the edge of the water. It's returning to simpler joys for revitalization. Boy, so that really speaks again back to that Scorpio energy that we were about hygiene, the health, and the, the South node of all that that we're. It's not that we release the whole package. We're just transmuting the shadow part. Every single sign, everything has that duality, right? Of sh that that maybe isn't working. So to make it healthy that the antidote and here's a great antidote because the Sabian itself, no, that's not the Sabian. That's where it's coming from. Right. So we, yes. we know. Okay. So let's see what the Sabian. So for 15, a head covered with a rakish silk hat muffled against the cold, a man braves the storm courage to meet the crisis precipitated by social ambition. So to me, that was like, you know, it's like talking again about like putting in the hard work to accomplish. Um, I don't think th most things are going to be real simple, like, oh, you, you just put a little time and now you're going to have this huge reward. It's going to take a little bit of time. Well, a yeah. storm, a braving, uh, a, a storm says a lot and it does re require courage. Do you have some thoughts about that, Justin? Well, no, I, I was just saying I love the technique there. It's giving us to to focus on joy, return to simpler things, you know, that things are going to work out okay. And this, this at the end, really takes us back to the Saturn, right, at the, at the bottom of the chart, which is the focus, which is, a, you know, brings in what we, as that part of that square you're talking about, that we have to pay attention to what Saturn's saying. 
And we do need to go there. And that's the other word I was searching for. So thank you. It's the angles tell stories and they tell us techniques. I just thought that was really a keeper. I'm going to remember that for our future archetypal uh, symbols sessions. So good. We need to get to that um, Saturn that's like a keyhole here. But let's see, are we finished with Mars? I think Mars, once our quest is 16 Taurus, an old teacher fails to interest pupils in traditional knowledge. So the past is, yep, it's out. We're in that time uh, of crisis. So maybe we just better say, okay, thank you. And what does Taurus, I mean, Saturn have to say? <laughs> so 22 Aquarius, a rug is placed on the floor of a nursery to a ch- allow the children to play in comfort and warmth. The warmth of understanding which comes to those who early in life are open to new possibilities. Mm. So that's been the groundwork. And then 23 Aquarius, a big bear sitting down and waving all of its paws. Self-discipline, which results from an into, into, uh, intelligent, intelligent. <laughs> development right. of individual faculties under proper training. I think you've been around me too long. I usually get hung up. <laughs> Not you. Yeah, so self-discipline and a big bear. I was commenting on that, and you said, well, it could be like a kid, right, waving its paws. It seems like it's okay. So maybe there was some understanding because that's our Sabian right now. We need more understanding. Well, and it's interesting that the first one talks about nurse nursery children. This one is like a bear. So to me, it, it felt like, okay, this is very young child. Then maybe this would be a teenager. And then when we get to the next one, it talks about a man. So it's like the three stages of growth, so to speak. Um, oh. So t- 24 Aquarius, a man having overcome his passion teaches deep wisdom in terms of his experience constructive use to which difficult past experiences can be put as examples for those who are striving to overcome their passions so i i have it in front too i this is important saturn i know justin you it is true it's really a it's been in tension with the nodes, our past and our future, integrating it for all year. It's not quite exact, but we're still in the throes of it. So it's critical. And the locomotive's engine is ruled in Capricorns, ruled by Saturn. And Saturn is again in breakaway Aquarius. So it's again the old and the new. What is our Saturn really telling us? Justin? Well, you know, and I, I should point out, you know, well, that Saturn, I think, is is sort of, you know, that's that planet of discipline. It says, here's what you got to sit and do. You know, you can't get away from it. I think in Aquarius, it's telling us we can't really get away from others right now, or we have to deal with people in the collective. But it brings in sort of that discipline, um, wisdom, and communability. But, I, I, you know, speaking to Liz's locomotion, locomotive that we're going to make it through this you know and that that the i the actually the uh, sabian symbol for the ic talks about a train going through a tunnel so i Ah. think that was interesting you mentioned the locomotion uh the degrees it talks about that we can shortcut the process a train going penetrating through a tunnel on the ic 
And since we have only a little bit of time left, I'm noticing because it is a grand square. In other words, all four angles uh, in this cross are activated. And right now it's Mercury shoving away pretty quickly, but yet for that moment, evident. And it is at um, in the middle of Leo, 17, 18, and 19. In other words, it's the Sabian is at 18. No, wait a minute. If it's 18 degrees, yeah, it, the Sabian is actually at 19. So it has a lot to do about actualizing birth potential, nourishment, and productive interpersonal relationships gleaning from this. So it's our thinking capacity wants to go along with the story. That I'd say that really helps. Yes, it goes well together. Um, do we want to talk about the sun and moon that are um, trying we have, Jupiter? Well, good close. Go ahead, because we have about a minute left. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> so we've already read the sun and moon, but um, Jupiter uh, is seven Aries. A man succeeds in expressing himself simultaneously in two realms. Um, so it's talks to me, that means a dual nature the two realms it's like you know different natures um and and then eight aries is a large woman's hat with streamers blown by an east wind and that talks about protection and spiritual guidance and both of those are really parroting to use that word of another sabian from earlier energy so it's like this chart is collaborating with itself and with us to really produce you know it's a mm -hmm. it's a great time to start business it's a good time to really get out and get stuff done it's yeah. it's a really positive chart towards change and helping people make some decisions so there may be some tough waters that you need to navigate but there is this willingness to realize if we make that choice towards what gives us our values of our joyfulness that gives something in life that's a pathway it's a beginning you know instead of being subservient using that <laughs> word you know to other people's passages and disciplines whether it's a job whether it's in our home whether it's in our friends so many different angles to try to reach towards yeah Oh, I guess we have a minute. I keep looking at the clock. That's okay. It's good to be early, right? <laughs> so what do you think, Liz? What do you think on that? Those, those well, it's like, like takeaway on this. Well, it, it, I, I'm really happy because I've been working on rejuvenating, releasing, and it's like, you know, new days are coming. It's like exciting. Yay! And I there'll feel be a a big interest in astrology with that conjunction in Taurus with the Mars and, and Uranus. There's always usually a big interest. It changes the interest in astrology. So, And some dynamic with it. This is like a wait and see, oh boy. And I think to myself, there's like, we're in dwarf planets. We're doing the dwarf planet, Liz and I. And I think Justin, maybe but there's new avenues. We'll discover more. Okay, thank you so much, everybody. And do go to Talk Cosmos and contact us with info at Talk Cosmos. And we'll see you again. And next week is Astro Jam. So check us out, subscribe, and we'll be having fun with our mystery charts. Okay.
Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 